What is going on, Irregulars? Welcome back to another episode. How you doing, Caitlin? I can't believe we're here. I'm so excited. Let's go. Let's go. The long anticipated wait, like six months. <laughs> I'm like so nervous. I said to Bobby when I came down here to record, like this feels like my first episode. It reminds me of that. Yeah. And it's funny because I like helped a friend record an episode, uh, what's that, like two weekends ago or something like that. I was like not nervous at all. And then like, now all of a sudden, I'm, I'm going to check my Apple Watch actually. My heart rate's like over 100 I'm sitting <laughs> down. I don't know why. Which is funny because by the time that we were done, I mean, I don't want to say done. By the time that, in August, our, our last episode, last few episodes, like it was like autopilot and it was almost like, I don't know, not not ever nervous, ever. When when our guests would be like, I'm nervous, I'd be like, why are you nervous? Yeah, now I'm like getting a taste of that and I feel like a dick saying it to him. I know, but we're back, baby. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we were on a little hiatus. Um, if you didn't notice, right? Screw you if you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, right. Someone actually said to me on the way here, do you think you're still going to have listeners? And I didn't even, even, didn't even occur to me. I'm like, uh, I hope so. Maybe. <laughs> like, did we have listeners to begin with? <laughs> I think so. I mean, the numbers don't lie. But then again, I will say it was really cool. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, when you don't do your homework in high school and someone's like, oh, like do you have the math homework? And you're like, fuck you, don't bring up the math homework. I didn't fucking do it. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of like what this felt like. People are like, oh, are you guys recording? It was like, don't don't bring it up. Like, I don't want to talk about it. But it also showed me how many people actually listen. Yeah, it was crazy too. And I even found out like amidst the, you know, hiatus that we had, like who listened and who didn't. And mm -hmm. I thought that that was pretty crazy. It actually got brought up during my job interview. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, so- Full disclosure, everyone, I quit my job two weeks ago. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Um, so got a new job, got a new gig. I'm excited um, to start that. But yeah, during that interview, um, the uh, my direct manager, he was like, yeah, so, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, something like that. And he was like, he kind of gave me a layup. He was like, didn't you start your own podcast? And I was like, yeah, how do you know that? He's like, <laughs> I listen. I was like, you listen? And you still want to hire me? Yeah, I'm like, uh. <laughs> so then uh, we like started talking about that for a little bit. And then we like went off into, you know, the normal interview stuff. And I literally in the middle of like the next question, I was, I just stopped. And I was like, yo, man, I'm still shocked that you like listen. Like I like <laughs> went back to it. I was like, I'm still shocked that you listen. I was like, what was your favorite episode? He's like, yeah, so uh, I really like the one about what happened to you in college. Probably not the best time to bring it up, you know, in this setting. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was a good one on to the next subject. <laughs> you know what I mean? And those of you who don't know, that's referring to when Bobby went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's awkward. But thanks, dude. I appreciate it. So, yeah, it was it was really interesting to see that, like, like I know him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I know him, but we're not the tightest you know and i was like holy shit i didn't know that you listened and then i had like handful of other people like come in and be like yo man what's going on i was like what the fuck like i haven't, I haven't talked to you in like 10 years you listen to this shit <laughs> so i definitely want to get into at some point um you know we're going to kind of give you guys a background of like what our lives have been like the past six months but um and i definitely want to talk about your new job because that's i think i don't know if our listeners know how big of a deal that is for you but before we get to that we want to talk about how you know, what led us to a six-month unannounced hiatus? <laughs> yeah, so uh, ladies first. Well, I want to start by saying everyone, when they would ask, I don't know if you got this reaction, but 
I think people were hoping it was like some big like fight that we had or like some big controversial thing that happened to us. Like a falling out. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And then I think what was more interesting too was a lot of people would ask like, and and I, when you and I, I mean, Bobby and I hung out a lot because of the podcast and it kept us close. And I will say like a lot of this interview is going to be us catching up. We've purposely not talked about some things and not like fully caught up because we want it to be organic. Like we always say. Um, but it was funny. The more time that passed, we would see each other and we just wouldn't bring it up. And I well, just... We, I would always drop my, my... I always have rude comments for Caitlin yes. all the time. Like whenever she's bartending, I'm like, she's like running around like a maniac. I'm like, yo, Caitlin, you busy? She's like, yes. What do you want? I'm like, oh, okay. He's just like, want, I'm just checking. Just checking, you know? So like, <laughs> I would always like make rude comments. Like as we were like, if she was like bartending for me, I'd be like, hey... You know, we should have on the mic soon. She's like, yeah, we should. And then she would like run away run and grab away. me a beer. <laughs> but everyone would always say like, is it, is it awkward? I'm like, it's kind of this like elephant in the room. Like we both know it's there, but it's like, it's kind of getting bigger every single day. We're just like, do you see an elephant? No, me either. Okay, bye. <laughs> I think a lot of it was like, like it was an elephant in the room, but it, we knew the three T's to the conversation needed to be ha- like to had, you know, which is timing, turf and tone. Mm-hmm. And like, Every time we would see each other, the timing wasn't right or the turf wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And our tone's never really off. I think we yeah. have that good like, good enough chemistry to really have the, the correct tone. But, um, you know, we knew that the reasons why this hiatus started was a lot more than just like, like you said, like a falling out mm-hmm. or like we got in a fight. If that if that was the case, then it's easy to talk. You yeah. know, it's easy mm-hmm. to bring up. But like. It was more. It was bigger than that. We knew that we, I, we knew we needed space. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think, I mean, obviously, not obviously, obviously to you and I, I was the one who kind of approached it saying, hey, do you mind if we take a break? This was probably mid, early to mid-August. We had taken a couple weeks off, planned, and then I think, I, I can't really remember, I think we had planned to start recording again, and then I was just like, hold up. It was, uh, yeah, I think you were like, I need a couple weeks, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I think you need a couple weeks. I was like, yeah, I do. Um, and she was like, let's try and shoot for like the beginning, middle of September or mm-hmm. something like that. I think that was what you said. It, it was in a text. Yeah. And was... I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, whatever. I'll hold out. Like, it's no, no big deal. And then it kind of just spiraled. Yeah. So a little bit of background. Um, in August, I mean, we both had such crazy schedules in the summertime. And I think that's kind of where it started. But I know. Is that what you told everyone too? Because that's what I told everyone. Yeah. Like, What's going on? I was like, listen, I went to Montana for 10 days yeah. and I had a family vacation. Mm-hmm. And then this, I was like, she had like four bachelorette parties, mm-hmm. two weddings, like, and it all kind of just fell into place, you know, in the wrong spot. Yeah. So it started as that. And as you guys remember, hopefully we were doing our summer hours, which was like sort of every other week, kind of something like that. Yeah. Um, but then it was one of those things where me and Bobby have talked about it a lot. Like at, at that point, we both had multiple jobs. I was in a relationship. Um, there was just, we had so much going on. Getting this done was, it wasn't, I, I, and I can't speak for you, but for me at least, it was becoming a task that I had to get done. And it wasn't, I was having fun with it sometimes, but not all the time. And it felt more like something that I had to check off my list so I wouldn't disappoint you as my co-host. And I was like, I'm a person that if I do something, I don't want to do it half-assed and I don't want to do a shitty job. So when I started looking at it like, okay, well, number one, like this isn't really fun for me right now. Number two, outside of this, like Bobby and I are friends and I feel like I'm just consistently letting my friend down and that sucks. I don't know if that's actually how you were feeling or if it was in my head either way. 
blowed. It blew? Blow? How do you say that? Bloated. It blowed. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it sucked. Um, and then the third piece, which I think was what actually finally got me to be able to talk to you about it, was my mental health was plummeting in August. I was... I don't know that I quite reached depression yet. I was on the brink of it. I was super anxious and overwhelmed. But I think sitting down, and I'm sure you guys remember we talk about her a lot, Liv, from episode... 19. 19. 19. Uh, my best friend from college, I was talking to her about it in depth, and she kind of like helped me realize, you guys have a mental health podcast, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you guys talk about that all the time, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, so, so this podcast is negatively impacting your mental health at this point in time I'm like I-, I guess you're right she's like and you think your partner's not going to get that who's also one of your best friends I'm like all right well when you put it like that yeah shit. right like, damn why are you always right <laughs> and then I kind of left it up to you I was like you know if you want to record when I while I can't like I kind of gave you like a end of September you know this is when I, I had some plans in motion um for my own life to hopefully alleviate some stress and I was like if you want to record on your own you're more than welcome to and and then this date that I gave you kind of came and went and like we hadn't really brought it up, which is when I kind of thought like, all right, well, maybe he's dealing with some shit, too, because he hasn't brought it up. He hasn't recorded on his own. Like maybe he's actually not in a great place to be doing this either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was I, we're going to get into like a lot more stuff. Um, I was fine, I guess. Like I've been out of therapy for a while. Um, when did you stop? <sighs> Ah, oh, fuck. I, I don't no even idea. Know. I didn't even know that you stopped. Yeah, uh, July? Beginning okay. of July, I think. Can I ask why? Um, I really wanted to transition and find a new right, therapist. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was having some reservations. Great guy, um, but I'm looking for more of like a mental challenge than mm-hmm. anything. You know, mm-hmm. I want... I, I've, I think I spoke about this before on, on the podcast that like I... I don't like the 80-20 relationship mm-hmm. during a session where 80% of the talking is me and 20% is them. I, I had a at time, you know, I was doing a podcast every single week. I talk enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't shut the fuck up ever. <laughs> you know, so like I don't want to talk to you, bro. I want it to be 50-50. If anything, I'd rather it be 80-20 the opposite, you know, the inverse. Yeah. I'd rather you talk to me and and force me to think different ways and this, that, and the other thing and really challenge me and, and whatnot. And he, I should have probably asked him if he could do that, if that was the thing, but I wasn't really feeling those vibes. So I just decided to, I just didn't book another session or I had a session and just didn't attend or something like that. And just haven't really been back since. Um, I've been good though, like mentally, I think this whole time. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out after, you know, Hearing what you have to say, and I'll be yeah. like, oh, "Fuck," but um, but no, I've been I've been good. There really hasn't been much in my life like going on. The biggest thing that I think that would like looking back um was just the time, like you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anyone knows like how much time consuming like doing this once a week was for us, yeah. especially like with guests and stuff like that. So I have a friend right now; she's in the middle of like getting ready to start her own podcast and whatnot and i had oh shit who did i have i'd like one or two other people like hit me up and go yo man i'm thinking about doing this like you know any bullet points highlights you can help me out with and i said never fucking underestimate 
how hard and time consuming it is to generate content. Yeah. Like I, that is 100% something that I did not, I thought for sure, like I could talk to a wall for Mm -hmm. 10 days and be fine and whatnot. That's fine. If you want to put out like boring, you know, plain content, but like once you get into it and you realize like the um, engagement that you're getting with your audience is and the other thing, and you always want to put out more and better and this, and you want to diversify it and have some girls, some guys, like, even the, the challenges we had in, like, changing up topics and sometimes we would get great people that would offer to come on, but we might have just done a topic too similar to that. And, like, we don't want to turn people down, but we don't want to saturate the same topics. And then we didn't always agree on everything. But in the same breath, like, I couldn't imagine doing this by myself. I've always said, like, the reason why I'm Bobby's partner is because I, I would never – take the time to edit the podcast that takes so long for you to do and i would never do that yeah and then i suck at marketing she just tells me everything to do which is fine but we're gonna work on that in the new year (laughs) i'm gonna work on sharing responsibilities and letting go (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah so like as caitlin mentioned like i had you know a side job full-time job and then podcast and was going to the gym you know four or five times a week and like i look back on that i'm like where the fuck did I have that kind of time? And that's, I think, just honestly, between me and you, like a lot of my reservations in telling you that I needed a break was because I knew you were just as busy as I was. And I was like, well, I'm completely losing my fucking mind right now. And he's okay. So is he going to understand? Or like, am I doing something wrong? Like, why can't I keep it together the way he's keeping it together? Yeah, like, why can't I manage my time the way he is? Mm -hmm. And I think it was a little different because like my second job was a side job that I did on my own time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to your second job, you had to go clock in. You know, talk to 800 drunk people every day. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? Work till two, three Mm o'clock in the morning or whatever it may be. You know, um, me, I, if I didn't want to do it, I just didn't do it, you know? And then, but um, don't discount too. You're you were busy pretty was, much all the time. I was. I don't know how. I, I again. And then it's funny because I wound up around the same time of the hiatus starting. I dropped that side gig job, mm-hmm. focused on my full time job, and then wasn't recording. Still going to the gym. So literally, out of like the four main things that I was doing, I dropped two of them. And like I look back on it now, and I'm like, I'm doing this two of the four things I was doing, and I still don't have any fucking time. How did I do it before? Like I genuinely do not know how I, I get home at eight o'clock at night every night. Like, wh- what? Where was this? Like, how did I do this? And I, I like no want to rewind and like take fucking notes right? or something. I, <laughs> I mean, I will say we got super lucky in the beginning. Guests reached out to us, and like things fell into place so great. I think those first five months, it was almost like. And we were excited and, and hadn't really like taken on the full stress of it yet. I I want to say I, if I'm looking back, like once we started struggling to find guests and like I think once it started doing well, we wanted to just keep doing well. So we put more pressure on ourselves. We're in the beginning. We're like, if this goes well, great. If not, we'll pivot. Like whatever. Yeah, because like we never like sh- we never struggled to find guests. Mm-hmm. It was more of like like you said earlier, like navigating the guests. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do we want to have this back to back episodes or like? three episodes later about uh eating disorder mm-hmm. like do we want to do that no we don't so we kind of like you said we held ourselves to like a higher regard because we started seeing traction we started seeing like all the positive feedback and all this stuff and we're like okay we need to step our game up and then it just steps up steps up steps up and then before you know it you know we are you know burn out and there is a part where like being partners and friends is hard i mean 
we had conversations where we'd sit here and be like, all right, time for some constructive criticism. Here's what I don't like that you do. Here's what you don't like that I do. And those conversations were awkward. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and no one wants to hear like, this is what you need to work on. You're like, oh, ow, shit. Okay. Like, Fuck. <laughs> and the worst is when you know that they're yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like you and I both knew what was coming for us. And we're like, it's like salt in the wound. Like, I already know. You're like, she's Sorry. like, so I don't like when you and I'm like, oh, here it comes. I know she's going to say I hate this. And then she's like, I don't like when you do that. And I'm like, mm. I felt the same way. You're like, fuck. And then you just call each other out. And then, yeah, it is. But long and the short, there was no falling out between yeah, Caitlin no. and I. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Caitlin's I, still one of my best friends. Love her to death. Thanks. And. And I will say this. I was terrified to tell you in August when I needed to take a break. I was so scared. I was like, he's going to be so disappointed in me. And you took it so much better than I. I literally was like shitting a brick for like a week waiting to tell you. I like people are like, I've told him, have you, have you? And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll do it. And then I did it. And he was like, I get it. No worries. Like, well, you know, we'll refocus in a month. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's it. That okay. was like when, when, uh, Mike, he came on my, my best friend, Mike, when he came out, you know, as gay, he was like, dude, I was so nervous to tell you that I was gay. And then after I told you, like you had the best reaction out of it. He goes, I was so nervous to tell you out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Cause he, but then you wound up having the best reaction out of everybody. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, why was I so nervous to say something before, you know? I guess I'm... You have a strong personality, and I feel like everyone knows you're not going to lie. At least other people might tiptoe like, oh, it's fine, or whatever. Like, you're not going to do that. You're just going to, however you feel, that's, that's what's going to yeah. come out of your mouth. So Yeah, that's something I probably need to work on. I don't know. I think it's it's part of, it's part of your charm. My, oh, my God. That's one thing I've never been told <laughs> that I've been charmed. So let's dive in. What kind of, what have you been going through? You know what I mean? Like what 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 stemmed or started this whole thing in um what was it uh, August ish August. August September ish? Run through your life and I'll shut the hell up for a minute. Well, if I start to talk too much, cut me off because you know I can tend to get a little uh, long winded. That's also true. <laughs> um, okay, so August. I'm trying to remember back to August. I was in a relationship. Now notice I'm saying was. We'll get there. <laughs> um, in a relationship bartending one to three to sometimes four days a week, uh, still working at my full-time job. Uh, my ex had children, so I was really taking a big role in their life, I think, more than ever in August, September. Um, so I was like kind of like a stepmom, two jobs, podcast, and also like crippling anxiety and mental health deteriorating like every single day. And I was in two weddings, so I was a bridesmaid in two weddings, and I was trying to like you know, maintain social life, family life, all that. And I just felt like every single day, like, I just felt like I was disappointing everybody around me everywhere that I turned. Like, I wasn't performing at my full-time job. I wasn't performing at my bartending job because I was always so tired. I was always so bitchy. And I think one thing that's also people don't necessarily consider, and I don't think that I considered it either with you and I podcasting was, yeah, sure, it's hard enough to find a time that we can both get here and that the guests can get here. But if you're having a really shitty day that day and if you're in a bad mood or you're anxious, exhausted, and then you have to come and perform like. Yeah, because this is a performance. It's, it's not like. I mean, if you I don't know if, if I can just tell or if other people can tell, but I listened to I think it's the last episode we recorded. And I remember I got here and I was like, fuck me. Like, I just want to crawl underneath of this table and take a nap and cry. And I just had to get on the mic and be like, 
what's going on regulars like let me ask all these questions and yeah it's funny like you said it it's interesting that people don't like think about it like we pride ourselves on being like genuine and authentic mm-hmm. and really raw um but i mean we can't come you you guys wouldn't want to listen to no, us if we like, were oh, i'm depressed today <laughs> it fucking sucks you know what i mean like no one wants to hear that so yeah. like you know there is like a level of i don't want to say acting because that's like sounds fake but it's you know, i mean i think people would kind of see i don't know i yeah, hope like, you guys get what we're trying to say yeah like it's like a performance like yeah. we have to put on for you guys mm-hmm. you know and if you're not in the right headspace to do a performance i mean look at antonio brown <clears throat> Is it bad? I don't know who that is. Is that bad? Oh, uh, football. Yeah. You okay, wouldn't sports. get that. I will say that's one thing. Like, I talked a lot of shit about my last ex here. I didn't actually ever get too personal, but I refer to it as the worst relationship ever a lot. What? Um, my two exes ago. Oh, oh okay, um, okay. I was like, so, damn. So, but I will say that man really kept my mind in the sports world because there was never anything on my television besides sports. So I, like, knew about, like, things i could like contribute to conversation like if you had said that to me two years ago i would know what you meant yeah now i'm like huh like, what is Is that, that a rapper oh, <laughs> is he on tiktok oh, like, i don't geez. fucking know um but yeah so i decided in august i think it was right around this time i kind of had like a like light bulb moment where i'm like i am fucking depressed i'm i'm not quite Okay, well, I think it's funny actually. I thought I was depressed then, but whoo, life had one coming for me. Anyway, um, I've wanted to quit my job, my full time job, for so long. I've not disliked it as much as I was just ready to move on to the next thing. You you wanted to start looking to move on as soon as you started the podcast with me. Yeah, actually, I remember you were like, "This is ago. actually going to be my motivation mm-hmm. to try and find the next thing." And anyone who knows me knows that one thing I do really well is hold on to toxic things in my life much longer than I should. Like I'll recognize (laughs) when it's time to go and then I'll stay with it for another two to three years and just really try and make it work until it actually kills me. (laughs) So that's what I did with this job. Um, And I kind of just like had a moment in August where I'm like, I don't know that I actually even have time to look for another job right now because I don't even have a minute. Like I can't, I'm, I'm not even sleeping right now. Like when the hell am I going to sit down, fix my resume, apply for jobs? So I contacted my boss at my part-time job at the bar. I'm like, okay, I have a crazy idea. What if I just quit my day job and worked here full time? Could be a month, could be six months, could be a year. I don't know. But while I look for a new job and kind of just like regroup, like, do you have hours for me to do this? And they were so wonderful and it happened to come at a time where a couple of girls were going back to college. So it was like, I had to make a, a choice pretty soon. Cause they're like, you know, we have to either hire new girls or give you their hours. And so it kind of was like, yes, but we need to know within a week if you're doing this. And I was like, fuck, uh, uh. all right, fuck it. Send it. I'm, I'm doing it. So that I was probably kind of, made it help. That oh probably oh helped. yeah. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. You know, yeah, me. they were I like, yeah, it. take your time. I wouldn't have like, done okay. it. But then they're like, yo, get your shit together. Right. Give me an answer. Yeah. Like, so, oh. so that was kind of where I had said to Bobby, like, wait till I'm finished my day job and I only have one job and then we'll talk. Um, and then that didn't happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then what ended up happening is my full-time job was like, well, we have this really huge event at the end of October, or at the end of September. Can you stay and help us get through that event? And I forgot that that was coming and it was like they needed me to do it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll stay on another two weeks. 
at that time, my part-time job was like, well, we need you to start on the day you said you were going to start. So I had two weeks where I worked 40 hours between both jobs. And it was like, the yeah. I, if anyone, anyone who works 80 plus hour weeks, like I think you deserve, I don't know what, like a free dog and a free massage <laughs> every day. Like it was, I was literally just like walking around like, I don't know what year it is. I don't know what day it is. I don't even care if I live or die right now because I'm so fucking tired. I don't, I can't. So I finished out my day job, but I'm coming off like two weeks of like death. So I didn't really have the best start to my next chapter. <laughs> so it took me like two weeks to kind of, I don't know, sleep, I think. During that two weeks, <laughs> life threw me another curveball and my boyfriend and I broke up. Nice. Yeah. It's usually they say it comes in threes. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think what the third. I don't, I don't know. Stubbed your toe. <laughs> honestly, it was like I, it was, and it was one of those things. Like, I, I wasn't expecting it, but it, I don't. I, I'm looking back, and it all just feels so like fuzzy because it was like changing your job is huge. It's a huge change, mm-hmm. and especially leaving. A, de- a job, and I, I think I underestimated how much of a change it would be. To me, I'm like, oh, cool. I have this job right now where I go to, and I go home, but I still get emails. I still, my boss texts me at nine o'clock at night. Like, I have looming projects that I don't finish on Monday, and I know if I go back on Tuesday, I have to come in early so I can finish. You know what I mean? It's, it's, like, you're always thinking about what you got to do. Yeah. I'm like, if I go bartend full time, like, I'm not going to be thinking about making a fucking Long Island at three in the morning. Well, first of all, bartending nightmares are worse than regular. I can't. But anyway, but I've also learned about myself. I'm a person that no matter what job I do, I always think about it all the time. It's just who I am. Mm -hmm. But also at the time where I was, where I I had free time, and I will say I have a lot more free time now, but that's while everybody else is at work. So my free time is from like, I mean, I'm waking up at like 11 a.m. now because I'm up so late. So I feel like a fucking loser waking up in the middle of the fucking right. day now. Isn't that the, like, I have that on, like, my oh days my off. God. I feel like a fucking loser. Yeah. So I sleep half the day because I'm up all night. And then I'm awake and I have a couple hours to do errands from, like, 11 to, like, 4. And then I go to work. So no one's around to really talk except for my fellow servers and bartenders. And then I go to work at night. So, like, I don't have – and I work – almost every single day. So, like, I don't really have time to, like, go out to dinner with a friend or, like, you know, time to get together with anybody else that isn't in the service industry. is, is It doesn't really happen at yeah. all right I now. always said because <clears throat> I dated servers, bartenders and stuff mm-hmm. before, and I was like, that lifestyle is just so tough because they're gone when you're available, mm-hmm. you know, because I worked at the time, I was working uh, 9 to 5, 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and they're working a five to yeah. nine or five to ten, and that's Saturday and Sunday too. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, maybe I'll just go to the bar and see you. <laughs> you know, like, and it's, but it's not the same. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, not. so it's like it's stressful for. Basically, it kind of isolates you to only being able to be friends with people that you work with because they have the same schedule as you. Like it, and and then that kind of just like wraps you into like what I like to call the life. Like it's the server bartender life, where like you get done work, and I will say this too, like. I was never really a person that drank, like, casually during the week. Like, I wouldn't get home from work on a Tuesday that I had a rough day and be like, I need a fucking drink. Like, yeah, that was never really me. But now, I start every single shift. Like, I'm not drinking tonight when I get done. I'm not drinking when I'm when I'm off. And then, and then I off. work. 
<laughs> and I'm just dealing with drunk people all day, all night. And like one thing after another, like a couple bad things happen. And not like bad, but it's just stressful shit. It's a job. Yeah. So then I get done and I'm like, oh man, I need a fucking drink. And look, there they are. I have a whole bar in front of me. And next thing I know, I'm plastered and I'm hungover the next day. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, so that kind of... That probably didn't help with your mental health. So I think it was a lot of contributing factors. Maybe that was the third one is like I boozed harder over the last three months than I have since I think since I was in college. Like I have... College is a yeah. whirlwind for us. And I think <laughs> like the drinking on top of like all the stress and I mean, I can say with confidence. I always... I, if you've listened to this podcast since I've been a part of it, I, I mention... Like, I call it, like, the dark place where I get depressed. And when I started the podcast, I would mention, like, as I was breaking up with my last boyfriend before this one, I was in, like, the darkest place I was ever in in my life. And I thought I was going to have to be institutionalized. And I'm, like, I feel like (laughs) I look back on that and I laugh at it now because I'm, like, I was so – I mean, I kind of still am there right now. But, like, holy fucking shit. I'm telling you, like – weekly i think mondays because mondays are my day off every monday was usually i'd start hungover as fuck because i would drink my face off on sunday because it's like my friday Mm -hmm. and i would start really hungover and i'm saying this because this just kind of stopped like within the last two or three weeks which i think is why i'm finally ready to talk about it Mm -hmm. um but monday mornings i wake up and by morning i mean 2 p.m um (laughs) hungover as shit and no food in my house. Like, I didn't go grocery shopping. I went grocery shopping last week for the first time in four months. So, um, nice. yeah. So, Who needs food? We don't need that. I would just like, would pick at random shit in my cabinets or like order takeout, which I've never really been a takeout person either. Um, haven't cooked a meal. Like, I'm just talking like, would just lay on my couch and move from like my bed to my couch for like six or seven hours. I deleted my social media because that's. I thought that would help with my mental health, but it didn't. I yeah, would just, it probably did. You just didn't. Realize I think that it. it did. It makes me wonder where I would have been had I not. But I thought it would be like this miraculous like cure all, and it wasn't. Yeah, my buddies, two of my friends actually have deleted their social medias. They didn't delete their accounts. They mm-hmm. just deleted the apps off yeah, their phone, so they're not accessing mm-hmm. it um, 24-7. My one buddy did two months i believe mm-hmm. and whatnot and then my other buddy's in the middle of it right now so the last time that i got this depressed i did it for nine months so um anyway i i don't know mondays i i'm telling you i probably googled like what are signs that you need to be committed to a mental institution every single monday every monday i would look up like do you like if you commit yourself like how expensive like i look really was like i think i need to be put away because like i've never I don't want to say I've ever like. Oh, this is fucked up. I don't. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to say, see. It even feels like dramatic saying it, but life was just so exhausting, and it felt like there's no like. What is the point? Like, I think the holidays were really really tough because I'm like, okay, well, I'm going into Thanksgiving and Christmas with my family, and like, what am I gonna say? Like, I'm turning thirty and I am single again and I don't have a job and I'm not looking for a job and I'm, you know, still in therapy, but like now I have no health insurance, so it's costing me a fucking arm and a leg to get any kind of help. Um, all my medications are more expensive. I can't go to the doctor if I'm sick. Like life fucking sucks and like I know what I need to do to get out of this hole, but like I can't 
sometimes even just like getting out of bed and taking a shower is like so fucking exhausting. Like, mm. and you want me to apply for a job and like trying to explain that to someone who's never been there, there before, they don't get it. They're like, well, just find a hobby. Like, do you know, go to the gym. That usually makes you happy. I'm like, yeah. Getting, you're like getting up is the hard part. And it was like a lot of days where I was just like, I just want my house to catch on fire while I'm asleep. Or I want to just fucking get in an airplane that fucking runs into a fucking building, falls into the ocean. Like, I don't want to tragically die. I don't want it to hurt. I definitely don't want to kill myself, but I just really would like to no longer exist in this world anymore because Mm -hmm. I just can't fucking do this anymore. And it wasn't like a... It was almost like a despair, like, but also just so tired. Like, I'm just so fucking tired of being alive. I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And that's a feeling that I've only ever felt probably like three other times in my life, two of which being the period that I just referred to. But this is happening to me like weekly. So it was like, that's a lot of why I didn't, I wasn't ready to get back on the mic. Cause I'm like, I don't, what am I going to say? <laughs> besides like i'm fucking depressed as shit fuck yeah depression yeah like <laughs> but i mean i don't and i can't i think i mean if i didn't have therapy i can't even imagine oh oh that was the third thing i just remembered in the midst of all this my breakup my therapist i don't even know if i told you this um she left her practice and decided to open her own practice and um in doing that she's like left me a voicemail one random ass day she's like so unexpected like leaving my practice i'm going to start my own but it's actually takes a while to like get that off the ground and i can't see you for like probably two months while i'm doing that and i'm like (laughs) cool i'll just go fuck myself i'm like (laughs) what what's her name again julie like julie i need you (laughs) i'm like can i just like venmo you like what the fuck like like i don't this doesn't need to be like on the record like i'll just i'll give you three hundred dollars like i fucking need you right now bitch like where you been like come on yeah it was it felt like I was just like out in the middle of the sea and my raft just like deflated. And I was like, well, I have a raft, but there's a hole in it. There's a (laughs) giant hole in it. So that, yeah, that was my third thing. So um, luckily she's back, back in action. Nice. Um, But I actually just had a a session with her like two, uh, a week and a half ago where I just started it off like every week. How are we doing? And every week I'm like, um... This week, I was just like, listen, um, I think I need to be medicated for depression. She's like, all right, let's talk about that. And I actually had a friend reach out today. They were like, um, are you still seeing a psychiatrist? And I was like, I don't see a psychiatrist because if I'm not mistaken, psychiatrists can prescribe Mm -hmm. medicine. Psychologists don't. I think that's true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know that psychiatrists can. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I was like. And they were like, yeah, my one friend's, you know, going through some shit, you know, this and the other thing, you know, he wants medicine. I was like, mm, they're not going to just give it to him right away. They're going to evaluate him first and try talking things. You know, he should. And I said that particular person does not need to be medicated just yet. In my opinion mm-hmm. of his situation, he just needs he needs somebody to fucking talk to right now because of what he's going through. He might need it. And right. I'm, we're not against it. You know, we've always said that. But I'm like, that's unfortunately not the steps that, you know. We need to go on this. And I sent him, uh, what is it, uh, Psychology Today. Yeah, baby. Uh, sent him the link. I was like, tell him to click this link. It'll narrow down a perfect someone for him. And, you know, tell him to start doing that first. You know, that's usually the 
a good way. Well, that was, I think what was the most interesting is like, we have this podcast where we're both in therapy and even still, I'm like, I know I want to be on a medication, but I don't know where, where does that start? Where does it end? Like you're like, Julie, you're the one who knows all my shit. So like, how am I supposed to talk to somebody else? That was a big thing about me too. Yeah. (laughs) About starting a new, with a new therapist. I'm like, dude, I just don't want to start from square one again. Like Mm -hmm. I got to fucking tell you all the background and Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like doing that. You know what I mean? Because again, they know all the details, so you don't want to leave out the details right. because sometimes the devil hides inside the details. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I'm going to waste fucking six sessions in a row yeah. just catching you up to what mm-hmm. the hell's going on as opposed to. So that's also been like a reservation of mine to, you know, get back into it. I, I should, but. Um, you know who you should talk to? I'll tell you off air. But someone that I'm good friends with um, just is a guy and just just changed therapists a week ago and him and i had the same conversation like i don't want to do this blah blah blah. he said he's gotten more out of the first two sessions with her than he did in six months with the other one really something to think about we'll have to talk about that yeah yeah and this is a great guy but he's fucked up dude so he's got some uh, (laughs) so he's he's like you know i um i actually joined um as you guys remember we interviewed uh, the your life gym jake and joel from Mm. from there and they host um, mental health classes. There are group sessions um, split between guys and girls. So it's 10 bucks a month that you can sign up for um, remotely. It's via Zoom. So Caitlin, if you, it's on Tuesdays. So I don't know. <laughs> Shocking, but I have to work. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> um, I think they record them and you can watch them after, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like, or like audio. Right. I can't remember. But um, so I joined that, um, and I've done two or three of those already. I, I think it's cool. I just wish, like, it, Zoom is Zoom, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know me, I love in person, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but it is pretty cool. It's a cool group of guys, and we kind of just talk about, like, a lot of things, you know. Because they have men and women's classes, right? Yeah, it's split. Okay. Yeah, women's, I think, are Tuesdays at 6, and then men's are 7.15. Okay. So I'll actually be going tonight. Um in person so at the gym so they do both but obviously gym being so far away i can only do it from zoom majority of the time but that's been cool you know having the group sessions and stuff like that um i think it it helps it's not a replacement for therapy but what kind of stuff do you guys talk about i'm not allowed to talk about that unfortunately fight club yeah right for people that are mentally Working on it. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but that'd be fucked up. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we can't really talk about, like, the specifics, but it, it's what you think it is. You know what I mean? It's a mental health is class. Is it, like, group therapy, kind of? It's kind of like a group therapy. It's like a, um, you know, we just, it's kind of just a, sa- I hate to say safe space because, like, that has, like, it's, like, soft it's so and negative yeah, yeah, connotations to it. But it is really kind of, you know, a safe space for people to just, like air out whatever is going on there's like very loose structure to it and it's nice because sometimes we start on a topic and fucking and nowhere near it but it's fun you know and i i have been enjoying that for the last couple weeks so we'll see how that goes and maybe that transitions back into therapy but honestly like right now in my life i'm pretty fucking good i want to talk about the job all right ask me what you want to ask me well i want to say this because i don't feel like you're going to actually you know, you, I, Bobby has his struggles. He's a very calm, cool, and collected on, on the service. But the last time we talked in August, I don't really know if you remember this or not, but like maybe it was September. I don't know. But you were just, I mean, Bobby's been on this like search to find 
the job that fulfills him and makes him happy for for at least Ever. since we've started mm-hmm. the podcast. That was part of what the podcast was like hopefully gonna fulfill you a little bit. And mm-hmm. um I think there was a point where you're just like, I just don't know. Like I don't know what's gonna make me happy. I don't feel like I'm doing what I what I, you know I'm capable of Right. You're like, but I don't even know what that is really. Like so this job is a big deal. Yeah, uh, I'm again. I'm always gonna downplay it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I've been applying to this company for since 2017. Finally got my foot in the door. Um, I start next Monday. I should Yay. probably figure that out, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I start. I'm I'm excited. Um, obviously, if I got paid buku bucks to podcast all the time, I would. I would do that instead, but I think... Shout out to sponsors. Sponsor us. Yeah, right. Sugar daddies, whatever the fuck. We don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as long as we're getting paid. Um, No, I'm I'm super excited. Um, It's just, you know, the uh, professional persistency, staying on top of it. I mean, one of the employees, like, reached out and was like, hey, by the way, there's an opportunity. Go apply. And, you know, I wound up getting the job. Um, so it's like, guys, that's huge. Congrats. <laughs> Round of applause, Bobby. That's so exciting. I'm thank so you, happy you. for you. Yeah. So um, get back to a little bit more of a quote normal structure in my life. Um, so there's that going on. But besides that, you know, I just I, I did move back home um, back in with the parents. Shout out to the roommates, mm. um, Lord and Lady Ashton. I used to call my parents my roommates. And I lived at home, too. I, I, it's every, hilarious. Every day I would walk in <laughs> home from work. I would go, what's up, roomies? That's my that's my line. So I love it. yeah, so I moved back in. Um, His you know, bed is next to us now, guys. By the way, it is. It Which is. he didn't tell me about when we got here. <laughs> <laughs> like I walked downstairs and I was like so pumped because we record in the basement of his parents' house. So like this is our studio, if you will. Walk down there's just like a bed. I'm like, this is uh, this mm, is a vibe. This is different. <laughs> this is actually kind of cool. I, I kind of like it. Yeah. We're, um, we're just chilling down here. Yeah, my roommate sold his house. So, um, and then with like the housing market, like I have the money to like get into a house and I have the ability, but it's just like the housing market. So, it's so dumb. It's so jacked right now. So I'm like, do I really want to be 30 and living at my parents' house? Absolutely not. But like Lord and Lady Ashton are cool as shit. Yeah, so like, can, can confirm. Yeah. So like, and you know, like I, I set up my, my digs in the basement. So I kind of have like a small like studio apartment down here. You it's know nice. what I mean? It's cozy. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really care. Save up and gives me another. I'm hoping within the next year the housing market crashes or takes a dip and, mm-hmm. you know, save up another year and get into my own place. And you you'll know. be able to get a much better place if you're at home too, saving. Exactly. So, um, yeah, again, not ideal, but for the most part, like my life's pretty killer. I don't really I still go to the gym. You know, I don't I don't have too many complaints. It's I hard to it. complain about something. <laughs> I disagree. When, when you never had a bad day in your life, you know. Boom. There it is. There it is, baby. He's there back. <laughs> Do you know how many people like say that? They're like, dude, shut the fuck up. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I actually at some point want to kind of look into that. You know how like the new? I love how there's so many new like. This week, this is this great idea that's actually fucked up. Have you heard the term toxic positivity? No. One time I heard that and I wondered about your statement. I'm like, is that toxic positivity? I don't know. We'll have to look into it and talk about it someday. Probably is. It's right up my alley of being toxic. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, baby. <laughs> Let's go. 
But yeah, like I said, I've just been traveling. Uh, went up to Rhode Island a couple weeks ago. Never been there, so that was fun. And Take what'd you go there for? Tell everybody. Help uh, help a friend start her podcast. So um, cool. Yeah, so shout that out That made me her. a little bit jealous, I'm not going to lie. That's probably what motivated her because she did text me one week later, exactly. It was like, hey, let's record. Well, no, I mean, I think well, if you remember, we had a conversation. <laughs> I don't know if either of us fully remember, but I turned 30 uh, three weeks oh, ago. Oh, dude, I blacked out super And I hard. had a banger birthday party i will say i've never thrown myself a party before and i fucking think you should do it it more often (laughs) i it just so happened that the bar that i work at shout out lansdale tavern they were closing the day after my birthday on new year's day because it's just like historically a really slow day in the bar business um they were closing at four and in my head i'm like trying to plan this party that i'm like what am i gonna do for my birthday like i don't know my birthday is new year's eve and I'm it's 30 30. yeah 30 like, is a big one i want to celebrate but i have like so many different groups of friends like where can i fit everybody that no one will feel left out that and i had this moment i'm like wait a minute do you think they would let me like have a private party at the bar and i'm like oh i don't know this is crazy like th- there's just no way they're gonna let me and somehow they were like yeah that sounds like a great idea like so I got it catered. I got a DJ. It was like an open bar for an hour or so. Like, and we fucking raged our faces off. It was so much fun. Did you have fun? I, I sure. I I had, <laughs> as Dunbar. Yeah, I have no um, idea. So so we were outside. It was pouring down rain, by the way. So everyone's like kind of gathering outside underneath this like three inch roof to try and not get wet. And we started talking about it inside, actually. And Wait, we, we could, talked outside? Yeah, we couldn't hear oh, each other inside. And I was fuck. like, let's go outside and chat. We went outside, and that's when we were like, dude, I got a job. And you were actually excited. You were really excited. And you, like, you really showed your, like, cheesy smile. And you're like, oh, I got shit. a job. I'm so excited. And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm really fucking depressed right now. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, so <laughs> I think we should probably record soon. I'm like, but I don't really know how to record when I'm upset. You're like, it's all right. I got your back. We'll figure it out. I'm like, Okay. I okay. don't remember this conversation oh, well, at all. Really I also got so drunk, I fell <laughs> in my fucking driveway and laid there for a second and then fell asleep on the bathroom floor for a couple hours. That's my guy. <laughs> uh, but that's that's the conversation that really got the ball rolling in my head. And then I think finally, like, seeing one little pinhole of light at the end of my very long, dark tunnel right now, I was like, okay, I need to start doing things that make me feel like me again. And this is one of them. That's, aww. Uh, it really is. That's like I think that's part of why I feel so excited because I feel like the last three months have been like I've always been a girlfriend. Like I pride myself on being a really good girlfriend. I had stepped into this new role of being a stepmom, which was hard as hell, and I think I would love to discuss that further at some point. But um, I prided myself a lot on that. Like I really threw myself into my full time job, my career, and I d- identified with being that. And then now, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a pretty good bartender and server, but like, it I don't really feel like it's anything that makes me like uniquely special or proud yeah, of you're myself. You're not like for. flipping bottles. Yeah, you know, like and that. like I so I kind of just feel like right now I'm just like, what? Who am I? What am I? Like, what makes me feel like myself? And I think that was like a big thing for me as well too. Over the last like you know during the hiatus, like I've kind of became like. Like a like what a, what is it a moot point or something like that? Like I became so bland. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do I feel bland? Like I've had people like comment on my shit or like reach out to me and they're like, dude, you're always doing something. Like you're always traveling or like whatever. Like, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel yeah like I am. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't really like I don't get me wrong. Like 
my trip to Montana was fucking amazing. Like all the other trips and all the other things that I've done since have been fun. And I've had fun while doing those things. But like I like the overall like umbrella of my life, I don't feel like I'm like that exciting of a person or like I'm doing these that like those crazy exciting things. And I'm like, why? Like and I think a lot of it I think I realized was like, well, what what was I doing that I felt excited and I felt fulfilled? Mm hmm in like the first half of the year, you know, and I was, I was busy. I was doing this. I was doing that. And I'm like, what was happening then? That's not happening now. And everything dialed back to, I'm not podcasting anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about shit with other people. I'm not learning new stories from either friends or new, you know, uh, strangers that have reached out and want to come on. And, and I'm like, damn, like I really love doing that. Yeah. Like, and that I think played, a lot of uh or a big toll on my not my mental health not that i was like depressed but like that feeling of of feeling bland and feeling just plain and not really doing anything you know so and also like there is a piece of it where i mean like we said we put a lot of hard work into this like so there is like when you hear the episode come out and you can hear like your edits and like your interview questions and like we see, I mean, we do structure the episodes. Like we talk about certain things we want to talk about, like our content all kind of coming together. Like there is a feeling of like, wow, we worked really hard and we accomplished something and people like it. I think, I think a lot of the, um, like that sense of accomplishment too. Cause we like in the beginning of the year, we worked so hard and we were just balls to the wall. And then all that episode or, or all that hard work led up into the Your Life episode. Mm-hmm. And the Your Life Heart Support episode was fucking awesome. And I actually talked about that in the therapy class. And it was so great. And like we all worked so hard in the facet that we needed to work hard at. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And like once we got there and we accomplished it was like this giant weight off your shoulder that it was almost crippling. Yeah, I agree. You, I totally agree. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, like, because like, we were so tense for so long. Like, we cannot fuck this up. And then we fucking nailed it. And then we're like, and like ah. oh. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, and I think it got like, it, I think that was a really big turning point mm-hmm. where, because that was so fucking great of an episode. Mm-hmm. I've said it a billion times. There's not a single person on this planet that can't watch that episode and find some sort of value mm-hmm. in it whether it's in minute 13 or minute 59, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and I think just having that huge, like, relief, like I said, like, kind of crippled us. It kind of like, you know, when you're walking, your friends fuck with you and they kick you in the back yeah. of the knee and your knee buckles. Yeah. We're still standing, but our knee kind of buckled. Yeah. And we're like, oh, fuck. Like, we were riding such a high. And, like, I think we just, like, and I think we had it expected. Like, our strategy after that, I think, kind of got a little... I don't want to say off brand, but I think we might have have tried to ride that a little differently than we had been trying to ride things in the past. And it didn't really work. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. And then we kind of had so much success and like saw a little bit of a dip. And we're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. We can't lose the momentum. And then that I got scared. Honestly, I'm like, shit, like, I I don't know. But anyway, I mean, hindsight's 2020. Absolutely. So you kind of really walked us down, you know, your mental health journey over the last during what we call the hiatus, right? My depression highway. Yeah, right. And um, so I guess everyone's kind of really concerned, like, how are you right now? <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, I think it's weird being in the middle of it where I am right now because I can say if anyone that's ever struggled with depression, like, it's not like a you're in the pool, you're out of the pool kind of thing. It's like you're kind of just like it's a whole process. Um 
I feel today good, um, better than I felt in a long time, I'll say. And I think a lot of that has to do with, number one, finally admitting and having a conversation with my doctor about, like, be you know, getting onto medication. And I do, I'm sure at some point we'll talk about it more in depth, but there are lots of things you have to consider. Like, is this genetic? Is this a chemical thing in my brain? Is this just situational? Like, but knowing that we've come to this decision, I've I did end up contacting my psychiatrist who prescribes my ADHD medicine. Um, and I have an appointment with him next week, I think, to talk about meds and, you know, making sure that they work with what I'm prescribed for my ADHD. But knowing that that's coming and I have something that, I guess, kind of just admitting, like, this is bigger than me. This is more than me just being sad about being single at 30. This is, like, a recurring thing that happens to me pretty often feels very much out of my control right mm-hmm. now. So knowing that I have something coming that can help me has been just such a weight off my shoulders. But also having my therapist to just say to me, like, kind of like what you said earlier, it's okay if your biggest accomplishment is taking a shower. Like, and I was so embarrassed to say that before. Yeah. Because like you said, like we were people that could accomplish 25 things in one day. Like <sighs> I could do so many, th- I used to be able to do so many things in one day. So the fact that now... An, an accomplishment for me is fucking bathing my disgustingly dirty hair. Like <laughs> that is what I'm proud of that. I think getting over myself and getting over that was huge. Like just saying like, Hey, this is okay. This yeah, is all you can do. Getting today. your ego checked a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that learning who I can talk to about it also is something that I'm kind of learning to navigate through. Like, I've always been a person that overshares. I'm not really able to like, and I think that was another thing that was really, really challenging for this whole process was when someone says, how are you? Like, I am never just the person that's like, I'm good. How are you? I'm like, well, well how much time you, do you have? Not you. Yeah, she just chair pops out of nowhere. Right? And they sit down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when things are not going great, like I, I've never really known how to answer that in a diplomatic way that wasn't oversharing. And I still have yet to master that. But um, being a bartender, while your life's fucking falling apart and someone's like hey how are you like you're like um so learning to like really learn how to stop telling everyone things they don't need to know um i'm i i'm still i've just started tackling that one like two weeks ago so i'm not there yet yeah (laughs) um and i don't don't know that i'll ever have it mastered but um a, a thing that i struggle with a lot is feeling like i'm not good enough or i'm not like giving people the results that they want out of my life which I'm still trying to navigate like are those standards things that I think think that they want from me or are those expectations that they've actually set for me I don't know right now but I think a lot of that is like well if I didn't tell them every single intricate detail of my life they wouldn't necessarily they won't understand why I'm not meeting the expectations that I set for them for myself. Right. Like they wouldn't have such skin in the game if they didn't know so much. It's like maybe they don't need to know everything. Maybe I don't wouldn't feel like I needed to give a weekly book report to the 25 people that I share my whole life with. Like mm. I get exhausted by having to update people, but it's because I tell them so much. So like if I just kind of closen up my circle a little bit, like tighten it and just, you know, give these updates to people and also the second that I feel something not like freaking out and being like oh my god blah, blah blah and texting like five people and like I'm freaking out this is happening like just give it a minute like think about it on your own and, and then like 
is that something that I need to share with people or not? Because mm-hmm. it feels big to me right now. In three hours, it might actually not feel that big to me. But if I share it with someone while it felt big to me, they probably still think it is big to me. Like yeah. they, they don't have my, you know? So I think just trying to figure out like who needs to know so everything. It's like navigating your communication. Yeah. And like, and also a big thing right now too is like my therapist really recommend that I don't share a lot of things with people who feel like they are going to give feedback because right now she said, you know, you're not really in a spot where you can take a ton of constructive criticism, which being able to do that's good for being a, a good person and like, you know, whatever. But sometimes like you're just not in a spot where you can take it. And right now I'm, I'm really not there. So I, I had a friend re- say something. He, he, um, I think I, he, he'd be okay with me sharing worst comes to worst. I'll, I'll cut it out. But he, um, he created a song with his band. He has a little studio band that he's doing and he sent it to me and he was like, Hey, just so you know, like we're releasing our song. It's on Spotify and Apple music. And I was like, cool. And he's like, if you don't like it, don't tell me. I'm not in the headspace right mm-hmm. now to deal with <laughs> you not liking it and your criticism of right. it. And I was like, first things first, even if it fucking sucks, I'm going to tell you it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Because uh, it's already out there too late now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, you know, you at the end of the day, you created something. So own it. Like, fuck, I didn't make a song. Right. I made a dumb podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Podcast like, is not dumb sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was like, dude, like, fine. Like, whatever. So like, I think that that's important to know when you can and cannot. Yeah. And I've never given myself that grace to be like, you know what? Right now, I can't actually hear your opinion. I just need to be able to tell you, hey, this thing's happening in my life and I just need to vent to you about it. Is that okay? And I just need you to sit there and say, man, that sucks. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And that Um, sucks. Do you want another beer? Right. (laughs) Right. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at now. I, I feel pretty good right now and I will say I'm so thankful to have this platform because driving here today I was like this is kind of like a sense of normalcy back in my life something I used to do all the time routine's really big for me so being able to like kind of implement that again but also knowing like I'm going somewhere that I can talk about what I'm feeling and I don't have to lie like I can just be honest isn't it weird how it's like kind of a therapy session it really is but you're telling thousands of people yeah (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's like it's like alarming at first, but then you're like, <laughs> you're like, but when you're like on the mic, you're just like, whatever. I'm not really talking to thousands of people. Yeah. I'm just talking to this fucking microphone. And I'm just so thankful that we we have created and that our listeners have allowed us to, you know, they've accepted us and, and built this with us, this place that we can do this. And like, how lucky am I that I'm going through some, some of the darkest mental shit that I've been through thus far as an adult. And I have a public platform that I can comfortably talk about it on. Like- mm-hmm. Yeah, and That's not huge. even talk about it, but like get a reaction out of it. You know what I mean? And like, hopefully, like when this airs, like people will reach out. Like, there's no way they don't. Oh, that makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna reach out. Well, and just, just... <laughs> even if it, even if it's just like, I love you. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. Like, no, I've had that a couple mm-hmm. of those recently. We're like, hey yeah. man, I just want to let you know I appreciate you. I'm like, yeah. What what happened? <laughs> you know. So also, I guess like you know, one of my favorite things that a friend of mine told me is like, growth is not always linear, and I think that's a thing that's so important. And I, I hope that's like, if that's one thing I can impart upon our listeners today is the last year when I was in therapy, I felt like I had finally like talked about those things that I always wanted to address. And it was really learning how to tackle those parts of my personality that I didn't love. And then life knocked me flat on my fucking ass. And I felt like all those shitty parts of me came flooding right back. And like, that was something that I struggled with a lot. Like, how did I grow so much? And then 
just get swept under the waves so quickly again. Yeah. And I think it's been like forgiving myself. Like sometimes you're going to grow. Sometimes you're going to plateau. Sometimes you're going to fall back under it. But like as long as you're still trying and you still have people and like a goal in mind, like I'm not giving up. I don't want to say I'm back in the horse, but like I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting back on it. You have the boots on and you're looking at the horse. Yeah, uh, she's kind of side-eyeing me right now, so I'm not really fucking sure if I'm about to hop on or not, but I'm thinking about it. Whereas before, I was like, I'm not even going to the stable. Fuck the stable. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so then let's break down um, here. We got some time, uh, or you know, we got a little bit of time to wrap up. What does the future look like for our listeners? What What do you think? What do you? Where Where are we at here? I think our goal, as we kind of discussed a little bit off air, is we burnt ourselves out last time. Mm-hmm. Every week was a lot for us. Um, with that said, consistency is part of success in any kind of public platform. So our goal is once a month moving yeah. forward. Yeah, I think that gives us enough time, one, to you know schedule guests. Because um, as Caitlin has mentioned, she has a crazy, crazy work schedule. I have a new work schedule. Um, it's like it's the exact thing we were just talking about opposites when like when you're dating someone this is kind of like that exactly i'm working when he's not and he's working when i'm not so should be great yeah it should be fun (laughs) but it at least gives us like ample time to not only find our guests and get quality content but like when we do record and get that content we can produce the utmost quality Mm -hmm. and not just try and get something out once a week once a week once a week right now and yeah, I, I know, I know for a fact that you guys love hearing us all the time, once a week. Seven, baby. Yeah, but um, we're probably gonna just dial it back. We want to, we want to take some baby steps back into it. I'd rather, I'd rather give you, like I said, good stuff once a month than mediocre stuff once a week and then burn out and then disappear unannounced for six months again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> as fun as that was for all of us, right? Um, anything else? I don't know. This is hard. I think that this is like a new beginning. You know, I think this is, I feel like, I feel like we're starting, not over, but new chapter. Season two, maybe? I don't know. Well, that's, I was going to talk to you about that off air, but (laughs) (laughs) you spoiled it. Anyways, um, on that note, I guess we're just going to sign off here. Mm. Feel free to follow the Irregular Podcast Instagram page at Irregular Podcast. Also follow me on my personal page at YoBob, E-Y-O-O-O underscore B-O-B. I totally forgot that we did that. I'm just going to be honest about that. <laughs> Good work. Um, follow my personal Instagram page. I am back on the gram. So, uh, as of an hour ago. As of an hour ago. Um, <laughs> add Katie underscore A N I K A I T Y underscore A N I. I guess we'll see you next m- month. I don't know. Maybe we'll fuck off and just put something else out soon. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Love y'all. Love you guys. <laughs>